This week on the Time Blaster Toycast, we'll be joined by professional wrestler and AEW star All Ego Ethan Page. Not only that, but we asked and you answered, so now you ask and we answer. That's right, it's time for the fourth installment of the TBT Listener Q&A. So sit back and relax, because your questions will guide this week's entire conversation, and it starts right after this break. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. You are the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time blast. Of the Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to check out the official Toy Cast YouTube channel at Time Blaster Toy Cast. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. The Time Blaster toy line is now open. Leave us your reviews, thoughts, or comments via voice message, or you can shoot us a text at 734-494-2292. The following podcast is scheduled for mystery with a 60-minute time limit. Introducing first, today's topic. Hailing from parts unknown with an unidentified sum, this opponent is a collection of mind-bending questions asked by our fantastic listeners, presenting to you the dangerous tandem known as questions and answers. And now for your hosts, they're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. Inspired by Radio Shack, you've got questions, they've got answers. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys, Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right, let's go. And you know, anytime Dave gets a chance mm-hmm. to throw Radio Shack, I, I was just going to say that he's drop always that little dropping. Radio Shack in. You know he's going to do it. <laughs> name dropping the Shack. Hey, this is Radio this, Shack for life. Over this is Q and A number four, and that's the fourth uh, time I've used that in the intro for you guys. <laughs> hey, every time it's great. Yeah, so we got lots of good questions this time, guys. Huh? We have we have a lot to talk about. It's been a tumultuous couple of weeks here, right? Uh, for the Time Blast Toycast, we've got uh, we have featured on a vlog like two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, from Ethan Page. Shout out to him. Yeah. We've got some awesome reviews we've had. We've had an awesome little uh, write up that you guys had. We talked about last week. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we got Q and A today. We had the the um, the Ethan Page vlog that dropped last Sunday. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we sat down with him, right? Yeah, it was pretty great. So the vlog was awesome, and I'm sure you guys have already watched it yet, right? And, oh yeah. And the big news coming out of that vlog is Ethan Page is willing to come back to this store, sit on the floor of Time Blaster Toys, and build a sealed Technodrome with whoever wants to drop four grand. So. Someone's out there. <laughs> Someone's out there. Someone's like, you know what? I got four G's burning a hole in my pocket. Let's do it. But, man, if that ends up happening, like I said, dude, I'm going to be passed out on the floor. They're going to open a sealed Technodrome playset. That'll be wild. There's going to be a lot of cameras rolling in here when that happens. Yeah. But, yeah, so like Dave said, that was kind of like the surprise, right? So Ethan Page was in the shop while he was here. We sat down with him for a few minutes. We got a little discussion in about growing up in Canada, toy hunting back in the 90s. So, yeah, why don't we drop that sound bite in right now? A fantastic competitor you can see every Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite as well as Friday Night AEW Rampage. You can catch him every Sunday with his Toy Hunt vlog. Mm-hmm. Please welcome to the Time Blast Toy Cast, ladies and gentlemen, Ethan Page. 
Thank you very much. You forgot Monday on YouTube, Elevation. Tuesday on YouTube, <laughs> Dark. You know, uh, of Ring of Honors on Thursday night. AEW pretty much running a show every single night. But yeah, you can catch me on Sundays on the Toy Vlog for sure. Yeah, six days a week. Yeah. If you if you want to get your dose of Ethan Page, you can find him any day of the week. Yeah, a lot of wrestling. Can't go wrong with that. No. Yeah, well, hey, we appreciate you being here. No right? problem. Yes. We're not Happy to take, be here. Thank you. We're not going to take up too much of your time. Oh, no But problem. we know, obviously, big toy guy, right? Huge toy so, guy. I mean, that's why I'm here in a toy store. Exactly. <laughs> right. and I, yeah, so we do appreciate you. Yeah. Um, First question, right? Okay. So action figures. Yes. Big part of your life, I Ma- imagine. Massive. Do you or can you think of like the first memory of getting an action figure or maybe one of those first toys you had as a young kid that stuck with you all these years? Was there a certain toy or toy line that comes to uh, mind? There's like so many, but I, I, trying to like categorize what age I was to figure out like which one it was first, mm-hmm. that would be the hard part. But remembering like which toys really like impacted me, it's all the stuff I collect. Like I remember getting the Batman animated series figures. Yeah, I, I remember like vividly what the carding looked like and and opening it and ripping them open and getting to play with them. The Mortal Kombat GI Joe, same thing, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was one of the first sets that I actually got like uh, the boat. So I got a play set with it. Oh, Whereas yeah. most of the time growing up, from when I was a kid, I would get one or two toys from the line and then you know time would pass then the next toys would be for whatever birthday or christmas and by then that line was already dead and they were already making something new or i was into a new show or something so uh back then like i remember my mom picking up this i want to say royal rumble rock figure He's shirtless, but he has the two striped track pants. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh no, no, no. It's, it's King of the Ring. It's this King is of the a ring. Jack's Bone Cruncher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Bone yeah. Cruncher, but the legs don't crunch because they're right. pants. Yeah. 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 Rock oh, yeah, hard the pants. hard legs. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that started my disdain for wrestlers in street clothes uh, because I'm like, <laughs> I was like, guys, I don't have a regular rock figure. This is yeah. the only figure. How are we starting with this one? Yeah, right. Exactly. How are we starting exactly. with track exactly. pants? So that figure I've repurchased so many times, and I remember vividly, like, being in the van with my mom she picked me up from school it was just sitting on the seat so i'm like okay mm-hmm. so i remember that but i don't know like for me it's it's like the retro carding and and the feeling that i get when i just see something like uh, mm-hmm. you posted on your instagram maybe like a day or two ago um crash dummies right the commercial yeah. mm-hmm. and i i remember i've it sent me back i was like oh my god i remember my mom getting me one yeah i never watched there was there a tv show <laughs> there was a there cartoon was. yeah honestly though guys there was not a tv show right so Tycho got rights to crash test dummies because it was like a big psa okay and there was commercials it's called crash test dummies right yeah. because that's how i grew up <laughs> and i said it the other day no it's not crash test dummies oh it's not the incredible crash dummies okay no test thank you wait no, no test, wait, right? no, no, test? test. <laughs> no i always say it wrong I, i've been saying that since so I was my whole crash life is a dummies. lie crash test dummies is a band from the mm-hmm. 90s oh. <laughs> this is like the mandela effect Anyways, inc- incredible yeah. crash dummies toy line based on a psa and Tyco, when they got rights to the toys, they created one single 30-minute animated episode that they one. just threw on TV nonstop. Just and one. And in this one episode of TV is every figure, every video. <laughs> Dude, they got it all in. But there's no series. It's not a series. It's just one episode. Kind just, of genius. Kind of genius. It just it's blew like my mind. It's super early 90s like uh, computer animation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's pretty fun to watch on YouTube. I've watched it recently with my son. 
But yeah, dude, they get all the toys. Okay. All of them are in that thing. Well, I got one and I remember it. They're cool. they're awesome toys, yeah. man. They're like they are meant to be destroyed, right? They explode, they're also, right? Yeah, the yes, vehicles are, are sweet. You are meant to crash this car as hard as you can and you can I mean, you can Windsor, my son, he's thrown it like six feet off the table. <laughs> and it explodes and it goes right back together. Yeah. So you had a figure? I had one figure. I couldn't tell you which one or what it was or the character name. Well, like, maybe, this, maybe that'll be a new road you go down, huh? There no, you go. I, no, no, no. <laughs> they're like over 100 bucks they're each. Yeah, they're yeah, expensive. They're and I love, for me, it's all about ripping it open. So, like, I don't want just one loose. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to, like, take home the actual figure open it up and have the whole experience but right yeah i'm not that's a lot of money yeah so you mentioned your mom getting the action figures was she like the main person or my dad as a or, child or? Uh, no because like my dad my i don't know if he was i wouldn't say he was in to like pop culture stuff mm -hmm. but like he liked martial arts movies a lot Oh, so nice. that leaned me into like you know mortal Kombat. like yeah. that was like a shared space that we had mm -hmm. but he made some deal. Some guy owed him money, so instead of giving him money, they gave him a stack of comic books and, oh. and cards. Okay, and they were always hidden because of the value of them. So I always grew up with this like mystique about these comic books. Like, why are they up in the closet? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, right. books are for kids. Mm -hmm. So I always had this like weird relationship with comic books and superheroes, as if they were like something that was like astronomically valuable. Now the question is: Years later, did he's, you ever he's see? Still, the, of course, of course. So, like, are I, they I've, actually valuable books, or is it '90s junk era stuff? It, I would say like twenty percent of them are valuable, and okay. the rest, like, but also he do, he doesn't know what was given to him. Yeah, and I I'm ninety nine percent sure he said everything that he knew that was valuable back then he just sold instantly to try and get cash. Oh, so right. this was like the leftovers. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he had a lot of cool stuff. That's cool. Yeah, so. Grew up in Canada, right? Yes. So my question, I'm just interested to know, like, as a kid in the 90s in Canada, where do you go for toys? What Toys like, R Us. Toys R Us. Was Kmart, it? Zellers. Oh, Kmart uh, was in Canada. K wasn't Kmart it? was. Yeah. Okay. Um, trying to, there, oh, yeah, there definitely, Kmart was definitely, a couple of years ago, Target tried to come into Canada, too. I've, I've watched yes. YouTube videos about that whole ordeal, <laughs> man. You Canadians did not care for target right? i loved it okay i'm not yeah. joking my wife and i were heartbroken when yeah. target left what, like a year or two right it was not long barely barely two or three years yeah, yeah. it surprises they're a minnesota like based company so you assumed it would have been an easy shot to get up yeah. in there too it's not like they were coming from mississippi or alabama to get into canada i, I just i don't understand that there was no connection with any kind of customers like okay. I, I think people were just so used to going to walmart mm -hmm. at that point to reintroduce like a whole other department store because i also like zellers was a big thing yeah zellers in Canada. Kind of, it was it it was kind of like kmart right yeah it was okay. our essentially our Kmart. but they existed at the same time oh yeah we had <laughs> yeah. kmart zeller versus kmart maybe yeah. main event anywhere in the country <laughs> so yeah target didn't last um but I, back then like Man, I would love coming to the States because there was like KB Toys. We didn't have anything like that. Okay. Um, Nothing in a mall? If you were in a, in a, in a, in a mall, mall, was there a toy yeah, store? Yeah, it was called Toys, Toys, Toys. And at least nice. at least in my... I would say, is this a national chain or is this like I don't. I think this is just a one. <laughs> like that was copywritten and this guy didn't care. Yeah. He called his store Toys, Toys, Toys anyways. 
But they, there was always places, but Toys R Us was like the go-to place. Yeah. Yes. And Toys R Us still in Canada to yeah. this day. If still we want to go to a Toys R Us, we got to cross the border, man. I don't think so anymore. I think there's some in here, but they suck. Yeah. They're in like our malls. There's a couple in the yeah. mall in New Jersey. There's one. Or there's the little pop-ups in Macy's yeah. over winter. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Did you go to any of those? No. Because no. it's not real. Very disappointing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. But so, even the Toys R Us, sorry, I didn't mean oh, to cut no, you off, good. but I was going to say, even the Toys R Uses in Canada are not what they use like now it's so weird with how they're reformatted like they sell graphic novels now oh do they really yeah. they they sell NECA so like they're kind of picking up on all of these niche things yeah and they're swallowing it which I don't like because of shops like this right uh -huh. so like now they're catering to the collector whereas these mom and pops were catering to right. the collector so I'm like ah this is bizarre but they're staying open yeah. so right yeah Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, when you when you came to the, the States and uh, you mentioned KB's Toys, yeah. was that your main place where you bought toys in the States or was there other, another place you uh, happened uh, frequent? Honestly, in America, it was always like um, KB Toys if we crossed in Buffalo because it was right there at like whatever outlet mall was there. Um, but mostly, honestly, Toys R Us or like a Walmart. Okay. Or, Same type yeah. of stores. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So I know your time's precious and we got to film a vlog, right? So we don't want to keep too long. But real quick, before we sure. go, I want you to put yourself in the mental headspace of being, uh, let's say, 10 years old. Oh, I do this every day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're Not 10 hard. years old, right? Yeah. What's the first action figure that comes to your mind that's like, if someone was like, all right, we're Pat, we're leaving. Get we're getting the car, and you're gonna grab your your favorite guy or your favorite oh, two damn. guys. That's like, tough. What are they, man? Like, what's your go to? As a kid, or maybe now as a, an adult, maybe it's the same. Ten years old. Yeah. Probably some Power Rangers. Okay, are we <laughs> talking automorphing with the head flip, or are we talking the? It would be tough because I had both. I uh, Power Rangers were huge for me. Mm -hmm. uh, truthfully, I would probably grab either the white and green ranger, the six inch ones, or okay. however big they eight were. Eight inch. Eight inch. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe two flip heads. Okay. If you're allowed to bring two, then yeah. Yeah, you got to have two, right? Yeah. Because what's the one's not doing? You can't do two nothing of them, with one. You know, you're, you're fighting with. Right, them. right. Yeah, then I, maybe I would grab red and green, or green and white. But if it would it, be the big ones. If it's green and white, who's going over? Who's who's winning? <laughs> oh damn, that's Tommy tough. versus Tommy. Who? If it, if it's ten, ten year old me, white. Okay. Yeah. And now adult me, I, maybe green. Yeah, maybe I, though. They're both. They're so close. I right? know, but I think personally, and different characters, screen, yeah. like they represent. I don't know. I, yeah, I like them both. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, any closing thoughts before we go? We appreciate your time, and we'd love in the future to have you on a full length episode. Sure. Because I know you're a busy guy. You're yeah. producing toys yourself. I am. I'm wearing a shirt. Yeah. I'd All love to toys. talk about that in the future. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You got any uh, any info you want to drop about that real quick? Yeah, or? I would love to. So whenever this comes out, hopefully before August 20th. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it will. Yeah. <laughs> I, th I think the event is August 20th. I'm announcing this in the vlog we're filming today, too. That's why I wore this shirt. Cool. Um, we're going to have some prototypes of some new figures. I can't even talk about what figures they are, but we're going to have a big announcement um, in New Jersey on August 20th for uh, this convention that uh, Asylum Wrestling Store is running. Mm -hmm. So I'll be there as a guest, but... I'll be there almost as a presenter because I'm pretty pumped to like show this to everyone. I'll show you the prototypes, uh, photos okay, off camera. Cool. But uh, so we have some really cool stuff in the works, and we just announced that we're doing an Eddie Guerrero figure. 
Uh, so that's super cool. That's yeah. awesome. I can't wait for people to see that. I'll show you the prototypes of that too. But. Nice. These figures <laughs> yeah. are so cool. They're like Motu Origins, interchangeable. Yeah. Got that buff, like 80s Remco, AWA, yeah. P-Man nice. style. Mm-hmm. They're cool, dude. Cloth Any, goods. Cloth goods. Awesome oh, baby. Stuff, cloth goods, but it, is, are we talking street clothes cloth goods? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, re- I'm releasing a figure that's street clothes cloth goods. Oh, fit. if your life's come full circle. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, we appreciate you, man. No Thanks problem. for coming in. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk yeah. in the future. And if anyone's listening to this because of me that doesn't usually listen to this podcast, come check out the store if you're in Michigan. Honestly, it's awesome. This is my second time here in a record short amount of time only because I was like, I felt, I was telling you at the show, I felt so bad that YouTube decided that my video was for children. Right. So I don't know if it blocked it to a certain amount of viewers or how like it promotes it through the algorithm. So when I wanted to do this one with Valid, we were talking about like, oh, where are we going to go? And that's the first thing I thought. I was like, I got to redo yeah. <laughs> Time Blaster. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's swearing in it, so we'll be fine. It won't we're be good. for children. Yeah. We're good. It'll be for the regular general audience, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so blame my daughter if uh, she heard any of the views. She was a star, though. Yeah, it was I agree. great. <laughs> Dude, she did great. She's fantastic. It. Now she wants to do vlogs. It's not good. Oh. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks again, man. No problem. Yeah, thank, you. thank you. Thanks. Guys. Okay, so that was a lot of fun, huh, guys? Dude, I'm so glad Ethan just hung out for a little bit. I know. So that was really I mean, cool. Yeah, I definitely think we can get him again in the future, do a full length episode, mm-hmm. and talk more about the Asylum toys, wrestling figures, because yeah. those things are sweet. Yeah. Our listeners, backbone of our podcast, helping mm-hmm. us climb the charts recently. They asked us a bunch of questions, and that's what this episode's all about. I, I feel like this is going to be the longest episode <laughs> yet, guys. We'll see. We Q&A, got a lot. Yeah, we got a lot pushed. of questions to get to. We're going to try to get through them all. Um, if we don't, we can always add them to episode five of the Q&A. But right. you want to go first, Dave? You got a question you think we should kick it off uh, with? Yeah. Did we have any reviews to, to read in this one? Oh, geez. We almost forgot. <laughs> we were so excited to get things started. Yes, we have a review uh, sent to us via Apple Podcast, and it is titled, It'll Get You Itchy. And it reads, when I heard there was a vintage toy store opening in my city, I was really excited, and the store doesn't let you down. When I later found out they had a podcast all about vintage toys, I was even more excited. Needless to say, I binged all 52 episodes within a few weeks. Dave, Joe, and Keith host a kid-friendly podcast about toys and nostalgia that had me create a few lists of toys I need to rebuy and a few memories I need to relive with my brother and sister about the 90s. Can't wait for the episode about Star Wars. If you're within a few hours' drive of Westland, Michigan, come check out Time Blaster Toys. Grab a coney or two on your way out of town. Thanks for the hours of enjoyment. P.S. Thank you for keeping Kayfabe alive with the holidays. Adam. What a review. Appreciate you, Adam. Yeah, great review. review. Great review. It hit on all the all the points that make me so happy when I get reviews like that. People that reconnect with their family members and want to yeah. share stories of their past. The fact that Adam appreciates that we're a kid-friendly podcast, right? We can have fun without swearing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I believe Adam, if it's the same Adam, asked a question. It what better way same. to have the first uh, question for the podcast? It then? is the same Adam. So yeah, fire it up. What did Adam ask us? I know you guys focus on vintage stuff, but are there any current toy lines that you are collecting? You know the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. And there is one toy line that has kind of consumed both of us, mm-hmm. and that is Masters of the Universe Origins. It's totally true. It was the first one that jumped in yeah, my head. That was the first one, along with WWE, the Elites, the Legends line, the Ultimates. I love all that mm-hmm. stuff. Well, in regards to Origins, you've been collecting since Origin was relaunched. 
which was Day two one. years ago yeah. now, yep. a couple years back. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, sat back from afar and enjoyed <laughs> right. them without, you know, dipping my toe in. Mm-hmm. But in the last six months, I've already talked yeah. about it on the podcast, my son and I, we... You know, so it's his collection. Right. I'm air quoting guys. <laughs> yeah, his collection. It's his collection. But man, I am I'm all about it. We're we're hunting them down. That kind of will tie into a story later about toy hunting currently. That's the line that we're going into stores looking for the most. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Master of the Universe Origin. And then obviously another toy line that only in the last few months, Super Seven TMNT Ultimates. Yeah. A line I said I wouldn't buy and for here two years <laughs> and here I am. Uh Found a few of them really, really cheap, maybe six, seven months ago. Like that's how it starts, right? It, it was to the point where it's like way. I can't not buy these. They're right. like eighteen dollars. So right. then you buy five, and like well, I got <laughs> well, Roth and I got Leo. Well so now it. I need Donnie, and let me let me get Mikey, and then I'm I'm one away from all the series one and two, and then series three and four, and now I'm just I'm yeah. in all in, right? Yeah. yeah. So those are my two big ones, and then the last line I thought of that I collect, but. I don't collect it hardcore as Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. but I only buy like 90s era Jim Lee style X-Men yeah. figures. So, you know, I've got a nice little collection of those, but it's, you know, once in a while a figure will come out that kind of fits my my needs. Yeah, you're usually waiting for those. Yeah, there was that last wave where Bonebreaker, which is the dude, he's yeah. from X-Men, where his like, torso up, he's like a jacked brother with a mohawk, mm-hmm. and then his body down is literally a tank. A tank, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he was a he was a build-a-figure, so I had to buy a bunch of figures I didn't want to build him. Right. Thankfully, I have a way to sell the figures I, mean, I don't yeah. want. you got to recoup those costs. But yeah, so that's me. And Dave? Dave, what are you collecting? What are you currently collecting? Um, I don't really have a collection. <laughs> um, however, there are like... Just certain toys that I I see and want. And there's actually this cool new G.I. Joe Sergeant Slaughter that came out within the last yeah. oh, couple of months. Oh, you classified one, the six and, inch and style? It, yeah, it comes out with a mini, like... A figure of like, himself. A figure of himself, yeah. which I think is pretty cool. So I kind of want that. Um, I saw in a random toy store out of town one day, a, uh, I think the company was AXN. And it was like a oh, big trouble in Little China. Best action. That's the best action. Subjects. So yeah. So and it was big trouble in Little China, and it was the lightning fella. And apparently they only made him, and it was like a, a test run to see if they would they would sell. So I'm hoping that more of those guys come out. That'd be pretty cool. But I'd, cool. I'd collect that. But you'd that's have, about you'd it. Have a whole big trouble in Little China shelf. I would. That would clear be, off the bookcase. I'd have to get a second bookshelf. A second one. <laughs> the bookshelf's pretty Man, full. The second bookshelf is. <laughs> You needed that thing a year ago. Right. We'll load that thing up with uh, your Sewer Samurai Leo <laughs> shelf. Samurai Leo, <laughs> Big Trouble Little China shelf. Yep. Your LJN <laughs> shelf with Brett and Amble right in front and yes. center. We got to get yes. <laughs> But yeah, thanks, Adam. Well, you know what? Let me ask this question, too, because Adam asked two questions. And he asked a question. Another person asked a question. They're kind of similar. So if we ask both of them at the same time, yeah. I think our answers will kind of work for both. So Adam asked, what vintage toy line would you like to see a company do a reproduction of? Personally, I'd like to see the Kenner Beetlejuice figures remade. I also agree that I would mean, be great. I could second that, yeah. So that was Adam. And then Matthew from Indiana, he also asked, what defunct toy line would you want to see come out again? So I kind of think both of these, I have an answer that works for both. Yeah. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Mattel's doing. They're sleeping on this license, but they need to make the Food Fighters the again. The Food Fighters are dying for a reason. The Food Fighters. They don't yeah. even got to read. Just put them back out. It's like, you want people you want guaranteed likes on an instagram or tiktok post yeah. post a picture of food fighters that mean wiener can every, get you likes all yeah day long. every time everybody's commenting on them saying yeah. they remember having them they want them they love them i think it would be awesome for them to come back out 
Then we could finally get our refrigerator playset. Right. The headquarters. It would be amazing. Yeah. But Foo Fighters for me. What about you, Joe? I would love to see like Super 7 get their hands on like Cowboys of Moo Mesa or Ooh. something. You know, and like kind of retool them a little bit, you know, to kind of fit in line with the way they do their turtles. I think that would be cool. I actually had that jotted down as well, the Moo Mesa. <laughs> yeah, I love Moo Mesa. would be cool. Because originally, when uh, I think it was Matthew's question that I saw first that you mentioned, and uh, I was like, oh, Silverhawks could be really cool with modern technology, way better than those 80s guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, Super 7 already did that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, Thundercats. Oh, you know, Super 7 <laughs> yeah. already did that. Um, but on Adam's question, I was, I, I kind of liked some. Well, I think I talk about this later on in another question, but like some of the toy biz. WCW, I think they did ECW guys too, if I'm not mistaken. Or uh, that's old San Francisco, San Francisco toy. toy. Old San Francisco. Although yeah. during that time, a lot of ECW guys jumped ship. They did. So they did make. There's like a WCW Toy Biz version of. Yeah, there's like Hack yeah. and yeah, Jericho and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I I would like to see Toy Biz maybe get back in the wrestling game with one of these other companies. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't know anything. I'm I'm the least Toy Biz person out here, so <laughs> <laughs> that might be kind of cool. Yeah, are they even still around? Or are they merged well, with somebody? Toy Biz got bought by Marvel in the early two thousands. Okay. So Marvel owned Toy Biz, and that whole company and trademarks lay dormant for a long time. I heard rumblings. Someone was talking to me a few months ago that they were trying to come up with the relaunch of the brand. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know how it would play out. But yeah, yeah I mean, Toy Biz, Toy Biz is an iconic toy line mm-hmm. from the eighties, nineties, and early two thousands. Um, but yeah. Thanks for the questions, guys. Let's uh, let's pivot here. Let's have a nice, quick, and maybe easy question. This is our buddy Arch from Michigan. He asked us, if you could pick one cartoon sidekick to add to the Time Blaster crew, who would it be? What? Who, what? Snarf. I had one instantly. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, dude, one instantly came to my mind. Yeah, who is it? Slimer, baby. Slimer, Slimer was- <laughs> flying around here. Yes, please. Uh, I thought of him. I think Brain from Inspector Gadget would be cool. Okay. That dog's cool. Um, God, there's so many you could pick. Yeah, I definitely, I feel like the th- the unified theme between all these like 80 sidekicks is flight. Yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, yeah, Slimer, he could be flying around yeah. the, the shop, you know, mm-hmm. doing, helping us out. I'm like, oh, Orko would be good, but Orko, he'd, be, yeah. he'd be in a similar role. Um I took my answer, I pivoted a little bit from cartoon. It's still technically kind of cartoon, but it's also video game. I think I want Tails. Tails would be cool. You know, oh, Tails would Sonic be cool. Sonic Sidekick Also Tails. flies. Also fox, flies, yeah. but, you know, so nice and friendly in the shop. Kids would want to get photos with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's I think a good I'd, answer. I think I'd want Tails He'd be the door greeter. Yeah. It'd be great. Um, I uh, initially, the first thing that thought in my head was Snarf, but then after about five minutes, I'd, I'd want to throw him yeah. throw him outside. That was mm-hmm. the 80s ca- uh, cartoon mm-hmm. sidekick archetype, just bumbling idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I actually went, uh, he was in two cartoons, and I think he's kind of a mascot. I go Captain Lou Albano from Captain Lou, <laughs> from Captain Hulk Hogan's Lou. Rock and Wrestling, and also I mean he was live action, but the Super Mario Brothers show. Yeah, wow, Captain Lou just running around here, yeah, rubber bands be, hanging from his it, cheek. Just it'd be so fun, being loud and boisterous. <laughs> it'd be fun, <laughs> Captain Lou. Well, hey, this is a good question that kind of 
You saying Captain Lou instantly takes my mind to WWFLJNs, right? Okay. So this is our buddy Dave, also from Michigan. Not this Dave, other Not Dave. Not our Dave. This is our buddy Dave, who he knows. He's LJN brother, I was just say, like this us. This is LJN right? Dave. This yeah. is LJN Dave, who next time I promised him, next time we do a TBT BBT on LJNs, yeah. he gets to be a guest. Oh, that'd be He gets great. to vote with us. Yeah, for sure. So he has an LJN question for us. He wants us, if you could pick one manager. In one WWF official yeah. to add to the WWF LJN toy line, who would it be? And he told us who he would choose. And his answer, his one of his, his answers, answers was my answer. His answers are kind of my <laughs> right. answers, but I yeah. thought of a little bit of a tweak. His answers are Virgil and Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla Monsoon all the way. Yeah. Gorilla Monsoon was my number yeah. one yeah. before I even yep. read the. I'm like, you need him. You need him. Yep. Him to Absolutely. him and Bobby him to and just Bobby. Go, to have banter back and forth mm -hmm. i had a couple that weren't made that would have been cool to have made uh -huh. i think in the announcer type the fink yeah right the, the fink. fink yeah sure. kids kids had to use mean gene in that role right 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 the fink and then uh, as far as like a manager mm -hmm. you had some guys that were had a cup of coffee there like superstar billy graham never had a figure he had that he was managing in 87 with morocco so right. he would have been in there uh -huh. i don't know if i would have loved the superstar billy graham manager toy but uh kim chi would have been really cool to put yeah. pair up oh, with kamala she would have yeah. been a good one yeah i thought of a few others um for my manager role because i didn't want to steal dave's exact answer yeah. although virgil is the right answer virgil's the right answer. uh and this is a guy who was gonna get made in 89 brother love Yes. Yeah, I, I'd like to have that a brother. Love. That would have been brother sweet. Love. Yeah, I mean, imagine all the baby faces that would have beat the crap oh, out of that brother he love got figure. Stomped every day. Another f guy I thought of from that time. I don't know, and no kid would want to buy this figure. But let me get a Lord Alfred Hayes. Heck yeah, <laughs> I would probably buy. That. Give me Lord Alfred. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's a good one. I also thought of uh, Frenchie Martin. Frenchie Martin. I had Fren jotted him down you too. Know, he's like one of the few managers that somehow didn't get a figure. Yeah, but I was thinking his he didn't get there until maybe late '88, so he might not he's even like been. He's like a year late. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because then you would imagine Dino Bravo would have got, you know, like right. he was, Dino Bravo never got an either. Right, 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 right. He was just kind of in that. Uh, but what a toy that, line uh, where, like, there is a possibility. Like, Lord Alfred Hayes could have maybe got yeah, me, but absolutely. only, only WWFLJN. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they made some, some deep cuts. Do we cover it all? Joe, I, do you I, think of any others? You Dave? guys named them all. I had Brother Love and Gorilla. There you go. That's yeah, a good combo. Yeah. That's I think it. I think we need to go out of state here. We've had a nice little Michigan run. We've got fans from all over the country sending us things in. We do. And we I want to shift from toys for a second here. So I got Brad from Kentucky. Okay. And he said, did you guys have any favorite magazines back in the day or magazine subscriptions that you look forward to getting in the mail each month? I remember my grandma would subscribe to Electronic Gaming Monthly for me, and whenever one came in the mail, she'd bring it with her when she picked me up from school. Some EGM, baby. What a sweet grandma. <laughs> for real, though. That is awesome. Um, I have a couple for yeah, sure. I have a couple. You know, obviously, WWF magazine. I was a subscriber yeah. for like yep. ten years. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I had I had the run of that, and then with also Raw magazine. Oh, you got Raw it on a subscription basis. Huh? Yeah, I, I had was both. buying Raw. I was buying Raw. I was buying Raw at my book nook, the local bookstore. Yeah, Raw was yeah. a little bit Ooh, of a racy nook. mag. I don't yeah. know if that was coming in the mail for me. If my mom would have liked the, that Raw <laughs> magazine, in like late '97, <laughs> she definitely Dude, wasn't bringing her with. <laughs> yeah, your grandma wasn't bringing you Raw magazine with Sable in a bikini. Right. No, <laughs> there was a couple wrestling magazines that I always wanted to subscribe to, but they were just newsstand pickups. All the after mags, yeah, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Ringside yeah. and all that stuff. Um, but the other one was Sports Illustrated. I had a Sports Illustrated subscription was for a Sports while. Sports Illustrated 
it wasn't weekly. It was monthly, right? Or was it weekly? There was, I, th- I think when I was a kid, I remember it being monthly, but I believe at some point there was a weekly Sports Illustrated, yeah. uh, which was what entertainment. Sports Illustrated for kids. <laughs> I do yeah. remember that. Did that you was, have that? That I mean, not a subscription, but I remember having a couple. Yeah. Like every time you were in the doctor's but office, you're like, I let remember, me get that Sports yeah. Illustrated yeah. for kids. For Christmas one year, I had gotten a subscription <laughs> as a gift to a Nintendo Power. Ooh, oh, that's a good one. That's Nintendo a good Power. One. Like, I mean, come on. Every kid had at least one Nintendo Power. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nintendo Power was not a magazine. That I had a subscription to, mainly because I was more, and that'll answer a question yeah. later. I was more a Sega than Nintendo kid, yeah. but I definitely uh, Game Pro. Game Pro was Game great. Pro magazine. Great, you know, years and years in the '90s having that subscription. And then when I was a little older, Toy Fair magazine. Ooh, but I, I'd be buying that. I didn't have a subscription, but there I was were buying so it. many awesome toy magazines Dude, back in the day. Great, Toy great. Fair was awesome. Yeah. Lee's Action Figure and Toy Review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a name great. for a magazine! Right, Lee's Action Figure and Toy Review. You couldn't shorten that down, Lee. Come on. I mean, I'd go to Pack Shack and just yeah. read that bad boy, buy it. Mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember the day Getting that some I saw. Beckett. Yeah. Oh, Beckett. Beckett. Yeah. Beckett was another one. Man, so many magazines. Now you just you got your phone, right? Yeah. It takes it. the place of all those things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have the me- media play we've talked about before? Mm-hmm. With my media play membership, there was some magazine. I think it was Entertainment Weekly mm. that came with the media play membership. That sounds about right. And I just remember being overloaded with Entertainment <laughs> Weeklies yeah. as an adult. I mean, yeah. I a perfect bathroom magazine <laughs> for real. That and the TV guy. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about the free Entertainment Weekly that you did get. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, well, why don't why don't we pivot to this question? Because, like I just said, being more of a Sega than Nintendo kid, I kind of already answered the question. But this yeah. is from our buddy Mailman Andy oh, from Mailman New Jersey. Andy. Mailman Andy, who caught up on the pod on our one year anniversary, he, he got did. to he got to listen to his name drop exactly at the one year mark. Mm-hmm. So he's asking us, as a kid, were you Sega or Nintendo? My brother was six years older than me and had a Nintendo, but on my fifth birthday, I got Sega Genesis. And I became Sega Genesis for life. And I'm doing the hand motion while I you say did. it. I saw it, yeah. I'm a mailman Andy, dude. I'm a Sega yeah. kid. I had a I, Nintendo, but Sega is what, you know, my whole adolescence yeah. was spent playing Sega Genesis. You can kind of say I did a heel turn, right? Because <laughs> I had the Nintendo growing up, original uh-huh. NES. And then for Christmas one year, you get the Genesis. Mm-hmm. And it blows your mind, right? But after a little while, you're like, man, I want to see what else is out there. And my cousin had got the Super Nintendo. Okay. And we did a trade. Oh, you, sh- you straight traded, up traded? We straight up traded. Gave oh. her the Sega. I took home the Super Nintendo, and I was Nintendo. Dang. It's like you, put, it's like you put an NWO shirt on right I then mean, and there. I pretty much, yeah. Wow. But the Super Nintendo, great system. Uh, yeah, I was I was Sega. Like, I think I told the story back on maybe the Sega podcast, maybe a Christmas podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wanted a Nintendo for Christmas. Got a Sega Genesis 89 Christmas. Yeah, my OG. Super OG. disappointed that it wasn't a Nintendo, but then within hours was like, this blows Nintendo out of the water. That's what Nintendo don't. <laughs> Bam. And uh, and then, yeah, it was Sega. I, I had a, I don't know if it was a Sega Saturn or a Sega CD, and that stunk, um, gave way to PlayStation. But like I feel like Nintendo, I mean, they had their good run with Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64. Yeah. GameCube did its thing, but I feel like GameCube and the Wii were real, uh, they were hot when they first came out, and then they quickly fizzled out, but the Switch has had strong staying power for them mm-hmm. to come back, and then the Game Boy for Nintendo has been incredible, blows the Game Gear out of the water in hindsight, but 
I was a Sega kid. Yeah. It's only till recently that the GameCube has like gained more popularity. That's some true. of those games have shot up in value, mm-hmm. big time. I think when you look back at the history of gaming from the late '80s till now, Nintendo's always been like top dog, right? Yeah. But there is that little small period of time in the '90s where Sega was its rival, or possibly, you know, beating it for a yeah. little while, right? I think just, Sonic was. It's just those few years, but those years are like so integral to like when we were growing up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so I cherish those like couple years. Like to me, Sega's Sega's it, but in the history of gaming, like Nintendo's, Nintendo's like yeah, top you know, dog. Honestly, once Nintendo sixty four came out, there was no mm-hmm. looking back. Like I mean, I I've talked about it. I played Super Mario sixty four like it was my job, Dude. and every game that came out after it, you know, nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight, I was playing Sega, or excuse me, playing Nintendo sixty four like nonstop. We'd have Mario Kart sixty four sleepovers and just play it all. <laughs> Block night. four yeah. battle. Let's go. Night, yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. I think we should stay in New Jersey with Kevin. He oh, has a New question. Jersey. All right. We're over by the coast. New Jersey. Go, I'm going to go look for DDP and Bam Bam Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear any of your best toy hunting stories. I got so swept up in the hunt for the Star Wars Power of the Force line. You guys should be really proud of me because you abbreviated it. I know. It yeah. consumed me for a couple of years. I'd love to hear any discussion that captures that insanity and the subsequent pain of ecstasy of a score. This is a good question. It is good. And, um, What's this, What's the guy's name from New Jersey? Kevin. Kevin. So I was talking to Kevin this week, and he left us a really great review that we'll read on a future episode. So yeah. thank you, Kevin. But uh, when he asked that question, like I was telling you, Joe, I'm like, mm. man, I'm trying to come up with like definitive stories of like super epic finds or the thrill of the hunt. And I finally thought of one, but I'm like, it's hard to narrow it down because I've been hunting for toys for my entire, entire life, life. <laughs> right. at, you know, every, in every essence, as a kid, as a teenager, as a young man, as an adult, as a father, mm-hmm. I'm always like, if I'm in a story, action figure aisle and I'm looking for stuff. Um, but the one story that kind of jumped out was, uh, so this is 1997-ish, so yeah, probably seven, maybe 1998, when Jack's Bone Crunchers were coming around. Mm-hmm. So they were around already. Um, the first three series came out. And I remember reading in a magazine that the next series that's coming out is Series 4, Jack's Bone Crunchers. And it's going to be called Bad Boys. Bad Boys. And the whole set is nothing but heels. And the whole set has the first ever bone-crunching action figure of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And when I read that in that magazine, I think I went to Toys R Us (laughs) every single day. And I didn't have a car at that point. But Toys R Us wasn't that far of a bike ride from my mom's house. So I would ride my bike to Toys R Us every single day looking for these figures. There's no pictures of these figures. I don't know what they're going to look like. You know what I mean? You're assuming they're going to look like Series 3 packaging. Mm -hmm. So it's like summer 97, 98, whatever year those came out. And uh, I get to Toys R Us on my bike ride, lock my bike up. With my little lock there on the uh-huh. like the cart corral, <laughs> go in the store, make it down the action figure aisle. I see new packaging. It's a, it's that black and purple packaging. Yeah. Bad, boys Bad boys spray painted across it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is it. This is my Stone Cold. I pick it up. It's Vader. <sighs> it's Series Two re-release. Crappy Vader. That's all they have <sighs> is Vader. But Damn. you flip the package over, and I can see the Stone Cold Steve Austin figure, a picture of it. And Justin Hawk Bradshaw and Jerry the King Lawler and Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Farouk. And I, dude, now that I even, now that I saw him every day, every day riding that bike trying to get those boys. And it took a little while, but eventually, like maybe two, three weeks later, that bike ride to Toys R Us, 
I had to rip them all. I would have to rip the figures open, mm-hmm. throw the packaging away, and then stuff the figure like in my little bike like <laughs> cubby. Yeah, like the little bag. <laughs> the little, little bag, bag. yeah. yeah and stuff the guys in and then <laughs> ride my bike home and then go do right. stop motion with my action figures oh, in the basement. Yep. Keep in mind, guys, I'm like 15, about to be 16 yeah, years old. I was but, right there with you. But yeah, that was the one hunt that... Finding that damn Vader, you know what I mean? Right. Some kid picked all the good ones and left crappy Vader for me. Well, it's funny you said Bone Crunchers, uh, because that was what my mind was. Mm-hmm. But it was Series 1 Diesel. Okay. Um, like, for some reason, that was the one that was hardest to find out of mm-hmm. those very first original release, Bone Crunchers. So my older brother, I couldn't drive yet either, because I think it was 96 when those came out? Uh, yeah. Early 97, maybe? Maybe late, 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 maybe super late 96. I didn't have my driver's license yet, so that's and I always, when my older brother, and we go to KB, and we go to Toys R Us, and mm-hmm. just Diesel was the guy who was so hard to find, and then eventually, it was pegs of Diesel mm-hmm. one yeah. day, and it was yeah. like, oh, yes, yeah. completed Series 1, and Series 2 was already out, and Series 3 is already out, like, but Diesel was the hardest one to find there, and I got it, and I told my... My epic toy hunt of the Warzone uh, PlayStation <laughs> yeah. game story. Yeah. Go back and uh, listen to so that. So go back it's and KB find that episode. one. Yes, yes. So go ahead, Joe. I'm, I have more of uh, experience the madness that, uh, that he mentioned because <laughs> yeah. I was present for the episode one. I was going to say as, being, Midnight as madness. being a Star Wars yeah. guy, that's some of the most wild it was, madness. It was insane. And I remember just people climbing over each other. Uh, an old lady practically running someone over with her cart, <laughs> trying to get these figures, and then how I, old are you here? Because you're uh, episode one came out ninety nine. Yeah, so I was like just into high school. Okay, yeah. I, I saw the that was the first midnight movie I ever saw. I didn't go to the movie. midnight toy release, yeah. but went to the midnight movie. But it was absolutely insane. And then I didn't go for episode two, but I went for episode three. Mm-hmm. And it was it wasn't as crazy, but I mean, you would just have. I remember one guy digging. And had to have been his wife or girlfriend, and she's got three carts. Yeah. And he's lobbing figures over <laughs> his head. And she's literally, if she can't catch it in the cart, she's grabbing it and just throwing it down. And you just see figures flying. Wow. Yeah, it's wild. Star Wars is like that one toy line where madness is is key. And I feel like there's gonna be plenty of Star Wars related stories we can tell. Yeah. Next week, right? Yeah. Star Wars episode coming your way. But uh Let's pivot, guys. We were talking about Star Wars. Now, let's go back to wrestling, just for a moment, right? So, Brian, via Facebook, Brian from Michigan, he asked, I got, you know, we promised him a whole podcast about indie wrestling stories. This was months ago. This is on your guys' shoulders, (laughs) not mine. (laughs) And while we can't do that, maybe in the future we will, but we can, you know, we can for a minute or two talk about a couple independent wrestling stories. I'm sure you guys got plenty. I was trying to think, okay, what's a good, funny story that would appeal to people that also maybe don't like wrestling? So I've got my story, Dave. You got a good one, too? I've got one, though. That should work, yeah. You want to go first? You want me to tell my story? Uh, Yeah. I can go. I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. I mean, there's so many. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every so one of my one of the promotions that I worked for, uh, they ran a show every or they ran two Saturdays a month down in Ohio. Mm-hmm. It was about a three plus hour drive. Yeah. So to entertain ourselves because you're doing the same drive twice a month. Yeah. And Get repetitive. Yeah. Sure. So we we had this this game that we would play. You're leaving early in the morning. No, for these drives, uh, we would leave like two p.m. Oh, okay. But when we were coming home, it would be because we would get done with the show. We were chatties, so we would hang out after the show, talk to the boys. Mm-hmm. See in a couple of weeks, we stop at Waffle House, get a nice dinner, 
delicious fill up the car and head on home Mm -hmm. so at some point this became our tradition where ever all the rest stops on the turnpike Mm -hmm. in ohio they're all kind of the same they're all pretty nice but at 1 2 a.m they're pretty desolate (laughs) so you and a stray trucker so we would go and we hit up the claw machines in there Mm -hmm. and our goal was to just get one win out of the claw machine and then on our way stop or just one for the whole just one for the whole night got it so that became a thing and then we we would drive over the bridge in toledo over the river Mm -hmm. we would go huck it chuck it football and whoever was in the back seat (laughs) would throw it out the window and sometimes we would i mean we would cut the head off the thing and put like a bottle in there with like a note and then use wrist tape to tape the head back on so people people found these stuffed animals they're like what in the heck uh but it was like it kept us entertained kept us through the road trip but one of the trips we were on the back and it was the last stop before we got off the turnpike we debated on not stopping at all and we we're like let's just go in there and we went in this we went in there and it's the best claw machine i've ever experienced Ooh, in my life paid out you put right a five dollar bill in there because you're like you know what you're gonna get one within five bucks usually right. one of us is gonna win we had over 20 Ooh, animals man. on this trip the claw machine bill? the claw Damn. machine just was money it Lice was like, like grit. boom you're grabbing like two at a time sometimes it was the best claw i've ever yeah. experienced in my life you didn't miss yeah there was every drop you got an animal sometimes two wow best claw machine ever and we ended up t- <laughs> taking about six or seven of them and taping them together mm-hmm. and made like an actual what looked to be a football out of stuffed animals <laughs> and wrist tape. And then when we huck it, chucked it football, that thing went flying out the window. And you've <laughs> got to figure the the velocity of the wind, too, as you're going 70, <laughs> trying to throw something out a back window to hopefully land into a river. Um, but nonetheless, it kept us entertained and, and got us through it. But somewhere down in Toledo area there's somebody who's found these stuffed animals and they may have a whole collection they they may have they'd be like this one there was seven of them taped together like a football (laughs) it was late at night i saw a vortex like (laughs) football (laughs) fly 200 yards (laughs) i thought it was a ufo land on the shores of the toledo river whatever body of water (laughs) that is mommy river maybe i don't even know (laughs) that's funny i mean you do have to come up with um Reasons to stay awake, yeah. Right? Or no just one sleeps in the keep car. You interested because it is a long day. You make that long drive. You're sitting backstage. You're wrestling. You're sore. You're tired. It's two a.m. and you've got three hours to go. So you just come up with whatever you can come up with. So that's great. So my story, guys. I think it's probably like 2011 ish. So I was like doing shows for a couple years. At you know and pro wrestling, independent pro wrestling show. You're making this drive. You don't know where you're gonna what building you're going to end up at, right? Usually right. it's like an armory or a VFW or an Elks Lodge or mm-hmm. something like that. So this show is in Elkhart, Indiana, I believe. It's somewhere in Indiana, like in the middle of nowhere, about three hours away. We're driving to the show. We get to this building that from the outside doesn't look unlike another building, a you know really tall, really odd-shaped building. Mm-hmm. We get indoors, right? This building, guys, is a... Literal functioning full time circus. It's a circus. You're wrestling in a circus. This building is a circus. Imagine like how you know Ringling Brothers is set up at 
Joe yeah. Louis Arena or something, right. but like one twenty-fifth of the scale. So it probably seats five, six hundred people. Full circus. We got trapeze bars from the ceiling. There's right. like three ring little things everywhere. And in the middle of this circus is a professional <laughs> wrestling ring. That's crazy. <laughs> so we show up. I'm like, oh my, this this building's insane. You know mm. what I mean? It, visually, it looks awesome. It's going to be so cool. So we get backstage. We're getting ready for the show. And we hear like some of the local talent saying like, Where's Gangrel? Gangrel's coming. He's gonna be here soon. Oh, wow. So we're like, Gangrel's on the show? I was on a, I had no idea Gangrel was gonna be on this show in the middle of this circus. So <clears throat> time goes by, hour goes by, this guy walks in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey Gangrel, what's up? He's like, hey, what's going on? And I'm looking at this guy. This is not Gangrel. It's not Gangrel. <laughs> it's not Gangrel, oh, right? No. I know what Gangrel looks like. <laughs> right. I've met Gangrel. Old Dave Heath. It's yeah. not Gangrel. It's just some guy who says he's Gangrel, and these people believe that he is Gangrel, and he's on the show. Uh, he was not a good worker, although maybe he was a great worker because he tricked half the people into thinking he was Gangrel. <laughs> That's crazy. So anyways, we're wrestling in the circus. Rest- rings in the middle of the circus. It's a six-sided ring, guys. Oh, wow. Six-sided. First time I ever wrestled in a six-sided ring. This yeah. is TNA's hot. Um, but this six-sided ring is like a homemade ring. You know what I mean? Like a guy made this ring. Okay. And it's kind of small. It's not that big of a ring. It, I, if I were to venture to guess, it's at most 12 feet wide, maybe 10. It's really tiny yeah. six-sided ring. Um, because it's so small and because it's six-sided, it's the hardest professional yeah. <laughs> wrestling ring I've ever bumped on in my life. Insanely hard to bump on. And I was in a tag match that day, guys, right? So it's me and my partner against two guys. Just tag them from the other side of the ring. <laughs> this ring. I swear to you, this ring is so tiny and so hard that when you bump and you're in the middle of the ring and you reach out, you can tag. Just you know what I, I mean? believe it, yeah. So trying to work a match where you're like trying not to tag, like you would bump in the middle and you'd have to like roll to the opposite side just to like short arm your partner. Yeah, yeah. Wild show. I'll never forget wrestling in the middle of a circus with a fake green growl on the hardest six-sided ring ever but that was indie wrestling back in the day you never knew did you call that guy out no No, no. hey mother (laughs) no way i I collected my paycheck and went on my way we never returned did he spit blood and everything i didn't watch him i didn't watch him work he even looked like gangrel i don't know what was going on wild show that's crazy (laughs) that's wrestling for you one of those indie guys that probably is like i was gangrel before the gangrel was gangrel (laughs) probably um, right yeah i'm the guy who inspired gangrel right there's always one of those on a show especially with the smaller the town the more likely you have a guy who thinks he was a character and a gimmick and this was a small town there was a yeah there was a guy on a show uh, within the last couple years who was like i was hangman before hangman adam page and it's like (laughs) okay like cool i'm sure there was a lot of guys out there who used the moniker hangman through the hundred plus years of pro wrestling history Mm -hmm. oh there's always one of those but uh, i found pictures from my claw machine um it was November seventh, two thousand ten. So this was thirteen years Is that ago. The hall that this was went? half the hall. Oh That's wow! Crazy. That was like we still were going. A lot of bunnies. Yeah, it was like a bunnies. <laughs> there was a pink bunny. It was like a Gonzo looking thing. A shark. A monkey. Wild. A, a cow. Yeah, I got a picture from it. November seventh, two thousand ten. Still in my phone. Nice way to tie it back to toys. Yeah, you know little, what I mean? Yeah, a little callback. Nice, yeah, good job, Dave. All right, well, let's pivot. That's a little. That's just a sampling of the wrestling stories that we could tell one right. day. Um, this question, guys, comes from our buddy Josh from South Carolina. This is a long question, but I think it's going to lead to some fun discussion. Okay. 
He writes, the 80s and 90s were packed with toy lines based on R-rated movies like Aliens, Predator, Robocop, Terminator. What was your favorite toy line based on a movie you had no business seeing as a kid? Also, did you see the movie? For me and my brother, it was Rambo. And yes, we saw all the movies as very small children. The 80s were a different time for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> that is an understatement. <laughs> there are so many toy lines based on R-rated movies. Dude, and I had toys for pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, a lot of my... Uh, R-rated movie ventures would happen at my cousin's house, right? Because she had older brothers. Yeah, and pop they, in that, pop they in that. Didn't VHS. care. Like we saw Jaws there for the first time. Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween, all the horror movies. My mom never wanted me to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think the one I remember the most is getting RoboCop toys okay. before I actually saw the movie. Oh yeah, yes. and then seeing the movie and being like, "This is awesome," <laughs> you know. <laughs> so RoboCop for me all the way. Wow. Yeah, real, real similar. RoboCop as well. I remember having that toy, um, and then Predator. I know uh, Josh mentioned Predator, and I didn't have a Predator toys. I think I think my older brother had the McFarlane Predator later on, mm-hmm. but not in the eighties. I don't remember having any Predator toys in the eighties. And uh, Conan the Barbarian. I remember having a yeah. Conan the Barbarian toy, which is probably my older brother's. But yeah, my dad didn't care. We yeah. watched anything. If he wanted to watch it, he didn't care if we watched it with him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I saw all Sit of them. Sit down, boys. <laughs> Movie night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so... Dad, there's so much blood. A lot of Charles Bronson. <laughs> yeah. I know it's like a joke that when we're talking about movies and my answer is always like, man, I didn't see that till yeah. last week or I still right. haven't seen that. And there, a lot of these movies that toy lines were based on, I still to this day have not seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but the two toy lines that come to mind, for me, there's like a... There's something in the middle, right? So there's a R, there's an R-rated movie and there's a toy line. And the thing in the middle for me is a cartoon series, right? Yeah. Because that was a big part of the... The trajectory. It's like the R-rated movie becomes a children's cartoon somehow. Yes. And then the toy line comes out based on the cartoon that's based on the R-rated movie. And for me, it's Toxic Crusaders yep. and yep. Police Academy. Police Academy. Yeah. Those are two yeah. toy lines I had as kids. I still collect to this day that I love. They're based on the cartoon, based on a movie that had no right being a cartoon for no. kids. But no. the toys are so awesome. You Especially know what I mean? Especially the Tromaverse is just no place <laughs> yeah, for children. Yeah, Troma, Tromaville, Tromaverse, no way would you think if you saw that Toxic Avenger movie that there'd be little kids running around with action figures of Tox- Toxie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But ton- tons of stuff back in the day were made like that. Yeah. Everything. So you, Robocop. Swamp Thing too, Robo- right? Yeah, Swamp Thing too. Yeah, Robocop sticks out the most for me. Yeah. Those cat and Terminator, the first Terminator. Yeah, those two. Speaking of RoboCop, I don't remember. I don't know if it's which one it is, but the kid goes into shock, and uh, in one of the RoboCops, and that was like a fear of mine for a couple of months yeah, yeah. that I was going to go into shock just because of the kid in RoboCop. <laughs> I'm like six, I'm like six years old. I shouldn't even know what that is, but just to show that I shouldn't have been watching these movies. Yeah, Dad, Thanks, why'd Dad. you make me watch this movie, <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Uh, that was Josh in South Carolina, right? He had another question, too, which I guess is just for you, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, as a toy store owner, where do you get most of your toys, most of the toys you sell? I assume from customers bring them in, or do you still hunt for toys? If so, do you enjoy the hunt? Well, first off, mm-hmm. of course I enjoy the hunt, right? Dude, it's all about the it's hunt. It's like the thrill, the dopamine rush you get from finding new toys and mm-hmm. acquiring toys. Yes, I enjoy the hunt. Always have, always will. Uh, I mean, currently, right now, a lot of what we acquire... <laughs> comes to us in the shop right yeah. you know just a couple of days ago guy walked in 30 minutes before closing with kind of real ghostbuster stuff some of it boxed some of it loose but i mean it's just stuff that i absolutely love and and it's things that i did hunt for for years and years and years when i started selling toys 
you know, I had to hunt and I was on my phone way more than I should have been on Facebook or on <laughs> Craigslist or on eBay or on Mercari looking you had for to, though. That's how you yeah, did it. looking for lots of toys to buy and resell or piece together. But now that we have the brick and mortar store, you know, 80% of what I have is going to just come from meeting people, talking to them, yeah. people that are moving on from one collection or want to trade for something else. Um, but occasionally, you know, I'll get a lead on something. I've met a lot of people over the years, so I've got lots of ties to all sorts of people that might be able to acquire certain things, and I'll, I'll go and get them that way. It's all about the relationships you make. It is, yeah. Just, it is. And don't be rude to people, and don't lowball people, and yeah. you know, just don't be honest. Don't ignore people when they walk in the store. Mm-hmm. You know how many times we walk in stores and they don't say anything? I know. That's not going to make you want to bring your stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, so it's building relationships, and it's led to this nice 1,200-foot square foot store full Chock full of more toys than I can process. I think we could fit more. <laughs> I think we could. So bring your toys down. Time Lasser Toys, Westland, Michigan. Yeah. All right. Let's stay in the South. Let's yeah. go to Matt from Alabama. Mm-hmm. If you could give one toy company any license you wanted, what company and license would you pick? One example that comes to his mind is Marfex in the 2003 TMNT show license. I told you guys my answer. I thought of I'm, I might be one of five people on the world that would want this toy line. Yeah. But I need Super Seven Ultimates of the cast of the American Gladiator. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Picture laser and nitro with alternate heads. Right, one head's oh, got man. the what got the helmet on. Yeah. The other's got the flowing locks. Yeah. Interchangeable hands. Got the joust there. Got the little assault cannon playset. That'd be insane. That, yeah, <laughs> that would be two insane. pack of like contender pack, right? Where it's yeah. the red contender body with just yeah. like ten generic heads where you can swap them the out. One head that's like got a concussion and a black eye. <laughs> being Give me down. that Adam Lee and Zonka two <laughs> pack with the announce table. Give me Rico. Give me Rico Constantino, Dude, number Rico. one best Dude. competitor turned the professional best. wrestler of all time. Yeah, people have to YouTube that if you don't know Rico on American. <laughs> Rico gladiators. was a beast, man. They should have like when his run was over. They they probably tried to cast him as a gladiator because he was because yeah. he was that good. He was. Yeah. He's like I'm too busy being a police officer, right. saving the world. But yeah, too busy that, being awesome. That's my that's mine. I want Super Seven Ultimates of the American Gladiators. I what thought about you guys. This. I thought about this for a while. And really, it just came down to, like, just wanting something different, just to see what they could do, right? Yeah. Now, Star Wars has been with Hasbro for so long. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and they made a lot of promises with the Black Series, like, oh, this is going to be the definitive six-inch figures, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like they kind of dropped the ball a little bit yeah. on those six-inch figures. And I would love to see what Mattel could do with Star Wars Ooh, at okay. that scale. You know what I mean? Yeah. They do so good with uh, WWE and mm-hmm. like those figures and the likeness and the articulation and the sculpts. And I would love to see Mattel. Just give them one year with Star Wars. That would be wild, right? That would be wild. Yeah. yeah. I would love to see that. Um, I lost my train of thought for a second there. Oh, <laughs> I was going to go sticking with a company that kind of changed the toy game as we talked about, uh, Playmates. Mm-hmm. Talk about them all the time with TMNT. Yeah. I might not have had a lot of TMNT guys. But had they acquired this license in the early 90s, I would have probably had all of them. Batman the Animated Series. Oh, okay. I think they would have done a killer job with all the different villains, especially in Batman the Animated Series. You could have had so many different Batmans, mm-hmm. um, all the characters. I think that they would have crushed that line. Yeah, wild. that's wild to think. 
Batman in a Playmates form. Because I've you never... just instantly think of the way the turtles look. Like, how would they well, yeah, and you, Batman? And, and in regards to Batman, and yeah. you just instantly think of that Kenner, slender, you know, realistic yeah. body style. Like, where Not that, like, bulky jacked, little wider version. Yeah, yeah that could be... I'm sure there. I'm sure there's somebody out there that's customized a playmate. Oh, I'm sure. Style Batman. Oh yeah. But like, and I'm the, gonna be looking for it. But like a clay fate. Like all oh, the villains. Oh yeah, all like, the villains. The villains would have been so imagine? cool. Yeah, that'd Playmates, be so cool. Yeah. You're on to something, Dave. Let's you do are. it. All right, guys, we've got a few questions left. Let's rattle off a couple real quick. This is John from Michigan, and I don't know if everyone will have an answer for this because it took me a while, but I did come up with with a response. Was there an action figure line that you used to hate but now like? I have one. I have one too. I do not have one. <laughs> I uh, I racked my brain for so long. It's like, well, if I hated it as a kid, why would I like it as an adult uh-huh. when, I, when I have more opinions of everything? Yeah. So it was a hard one for and me. And it's 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 funny with the, my answer here because I still don't really love it, but mm-hmm. in hindsight, I wish I liked it more. Yeah. Uh, and that's Transformers. Okay. Because like, in hindsight, cool toys, cool concept. Yeah. Like they the automorph and power rangers we talked about last week and like the fact that you can change a toy into another toy something i loved mask so i should have liked transformers i just never got into transformers but when i look back and i've still never even seen the transformers movies and there's another one coming out this year mm-hmm. oh I you just, mean the live action ones yeah the, the, well, the, you've like, never seen the cartoon, the cartoon movie? movie i saw as a kid you but I just, I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I just never got into them but i, I look back and i go man i should have been all over that and i think they were really cool toys AWA Remco guys, I, I didn't give enough love to either as a kid. Yeah, yeah, I could be with you on the AWA. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. But Transformers just hurt my brain. Yeah, to th- I mean, I'm not a Transformers guy. Wasn't as a kid, and I still am not really as a, as yeah. an adult. So that's not my answer. Um, but one toy line that I did, I can remember for the longest time, not liking at all. But <clears throat> and this isn't to say that they're my favorite toy ever. But now when I get them, I'm excited to have them around. Yeah, Playmates, Dick Tracy. Oh, okay. I love the Dick yeah, Tracy. As a kid or as a 20-year-old or a 25 yeah. Man, I never gave a crap about Dick Tracy figures at all. But in the last few years, I don't You're know right. what it is. You know, It's probably seeing the movie and being yeah. surrounded by it more and how nicely pair with TMNT and Toxic Crusaders. They're just fun. You're right. You might have picked the best one, yeah. honestly. because I feel like a lot of people think that yeah. way because Dick Tracy figures were discarded and no one cared about see, them right. forever. And then I'm the okay. opposite. I love the Dick Tracy figures as a kid. Now I see them. I'm like, that's cool. I had that, but I don't <laughs> yeah. care. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm almost certain I like them more now than I did then. Yeah. yeah. That's a great pick. Okay, so let's move on to this next question real quick. This is from Melanie in Michigan, and this is a fun one, guys, because it's not toy-related, and I already I knew my answer the second I heard this question. What are some of your favorite old-school drinks from back in the day? What are you chugging when you're six years old? Hugs. Hugs? <laughs> I was going to say the huggies. Yeah. Hugs. Yeah. Hugs. Yeah. Five Alive Orange Juice I don't think is a thing anymore. Five Alive Orange hey, Juice? Yeah, I what remember having that? that as a kid. Um, and then like Sunny D, I feel like Sunny knocked them out of the sure. <clears throat> knocked them out of the. Sunny which D. color cap were you getting? Oh, remember the they had the, they had the oh. Florida style or the California style? Yeah, I do. I do remember orangish colored cap. Wasn't one cap was orange, one was yellow. Am I think I so. That's that? what I was thinking. I don't remember which cap we got. Well, they, did, I think there was a red they made cap flavored one. Sunny D at one point. There, you would buy that. a Sunny D that was like red, and yeah. then there was one that was like a bluish color mm-hmm. along the way. A lot of Sunny D consumed as a kid. Uh, my number one answer is Ecto Cooler. High oh, yeah. Ecto Cooler. Ecto was on my list. Cooler. I had two on my list: Ecto Cooler and Surge. Oh, Surge is Surge. Man, if there was ever a pop that was actually probably better than Mountain Dew, it was Surge. It's Surge, baby. When Surge yeah. came out, 
Man, I was like the Sandman, dude. Just <laughs> shotgunning Surge. On your forehead with the can. Shotgunning Come Surge and playing Mario Kart. I, I had a lot of Surge in my day, and I never really liked it, but I would. it was always available. It was Apparently always you around. You get it at Burger King now. They oh, is it. it in the fountain? Yeah. Oh, well, Surge, uh, this is probably four years ago now, and it was around for a few years. Yeah. If you went to Dollar Tree, yeah, in the in the coolers on the way out, they had the Tall Boys, the Tall Boys, and they surge. had Surge, and it was like that for years. Because whenever I would take the kids when they were super young, yeah, we'd walk to the dollar store, we'd grab some, surge. and I'd be like, "Eh, let me get a Surge." Yeah, why not? And it was so good. And then one day, I'd be like, "Eh, let me clear it out." One day, one of those walks, I'm like, "I'm gonna buy six Surges," and just so I got them when I need right. it, and they weren't there. And then every time after, they weren't there, and they never, they just went away. Yeah, mommy, daddy was crying in Dollar Tree today. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other yeah. drink I thought of uh, was, uh, and I, this drink's still around, still like it, but I loved it as a kid, was Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo, yeah. man, yeah. Chocolate water. Chocolate water, man. <laughs> Pour me a tall glass. When you're a kid, you don't realize it's chocolate water. No, you don't. You know what I mean? You think it's you're like, this milk. is the smoothest chocolate yeah. milk. It's so light and great. But as an adult, you're like, that's just straight up chocolate water. But even Gatorade so on the glass bottle hit different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know? I yeah. wish they bring that back. Lemon, lime, fruit punch, yes. orange. Those yes. are your only options. There's no blue here. No, no lemon, lime. There's no grape. The there's no, no white no. thunder or whatever it's called. Arctic Mountain. What? Get out of here. <laughs> glacier. <laughs> yeah, Glacier. Uh, is, uh, is Squeeze It still a thing? No. Oh. Squeeze It. The idea of that bottle, yeah. the squeezy bottle, Kool-Aid has Kool-Aid jammers. Kool-Aid jammers yeah. is, I think, the only one left like that. Okay. But when Squeeze It's came out, that was crazy, right? Great. Yeah. Yeah. You could, you could straight up... Chug a squeeze it in pack. two seconds. You could squeeze that whole squeeze it in your yeah. mouth. <laughs> Mom was so pissed. I think we got. <laughs> I just spent three dollars on the. I was supposed oh, to. These bottles are supposed your to bag. last your whole week's lunch. <laughs> right. I love this question from Nate from Wisconsin. <clears throat> he asks, "What are your thoughts on figure articulation now versus childhood?" I love how wild you can get posing figures now, but when I see all the seams slash joints, it kind of ruins the look yeah. of many figs. What vintage figures do you think hit that sweet spot? of being posable yet have a clean look. See, I'm with Nate on that where a figure's got too many points of articulation. Yeah. They don't even look human. They mm-hmm. just look like genetic freaks and we're not talking big papa pump, right? <laughs> like they just they don't look good. And I know a lot of people uh, live and die by articulation, mm-hmm. but for me it's not really a huge thing. We grew up with five points of articulation right. and we were fine. Mm-hmm. I'm with uh, I'm with you and Nate honestly because you know, posing figures is fun and great, but there are so many action figures, and I'm thinking like Toy Biz Marvel Legend era style, yeah. where it's like toe articulation, or the Spider Man's got finger articulation, right. and it's just over time, dude. Those things become like a marionette doll. They're yeah. so loose, they get right? Loose. So, and back in the day when we were younger, like so much of the character's essence was like in the sculpt, yeah. right? You yeah. had your few points of articulation, but. The way it was posed and the way it was sculpted conveyed all the motion you wanted. You didn't have to come up with this dynamic, cool pose because it was sculpted and made yeah. in the pose. That's like it. you just opened it and set it down, and it yeah. was there. You know what I mean? Funny. Shredder's creepy, and you know he's yeah. hunched over, yeah. and his hands are all out. Like that's a pose that dudes are taking their Super Seven Ultimate and trying to re- right. replicate right. this thing that it was already sculpted in. So. While it is great in, in regards to like wrestling figures, it's cool. You can do yeah. more things, more moves, more poses. If I was choosing, you know, less or more, I'd want less personally. Yeah, because with more joints means more uh, chances of 
joints breaking. Mm-hmm. You see people open figures, they move the arm, and it snaps right off. Right. That's why I think G.I. Joes are the sweet spot. There I mean, you go. G.I. Joe yeah. probably is the sweet spot. You yeah. could move them all around. That's why I wrestled so much. As it, like, if my brother, older brother's playing with the LJNs. I'm just going to grab a couple of Joes, and I'll put on a banger match with them. <laughs> oh, my little yeah. five-year-old hands. They're doing everything. To tear up. You were inventing moves in the 80s. You know that's those, right. those G.I. Joes. <laughs> I mean, G.I. Joes were sweet, perfect articulation. Like, the elbows moved, the knees moved. Then the rubber band gimmick for the hip swivel. Yeah. That's all you needed. Mm-hmm. And half That's of those outfits needed. that they were in, man, they were born to be wrestlers. Yeah, they're sweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? All gimmicks, characters. Yeah. Well, just, I actually thought, uh, as far as wrestling figures goes, I, I liked playing with the bone crunchers because they were kind of, you could move the, the rubber enough yeah. Yeah. for moves. So bone crunchers were cool, but the TNA impact was that. Was that Toy Biz? It was Toy Biz, yeah. Yeah, I thought the impact wrestling guys, a lot of those guys were perfect mm-hmm. for wrestling figure, especially like, you know, when we were. Getting into the business, those guys were around, and it was like, I'm going to grab two of the TNA guys to practice moves and right. see if oh, I can yeah, figure yeah. this out. Let me grab my Petey Williams action right. figure. Yeah, it was like Petey and we Jay Lethal were great for it. So yeah. I think of those guys as being perfect to play with. Not too much articulation, but mm-hmm. just the right amount. Yeah, I think you're probably right as far as, because Nate was asking, like, what's a vintage toy that kind of hits that sweet spot? Yeah. It probably is G.I. Joe, it's honestly. Be. Yeah. Because as long as the O-ring doesn't you know, totally deteriorate, it's got you know some stability there for yeah. sure, but at the same time, it can do all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, any other vintage toys that kind of hit that sweet spot? You think, Joe? I'm picturing all the Kenner and the Playmates and all the stuff I love with the five points. It was all five, maybe six if you were lucky. Yeah, yeah. If you get a, wi- a waist swivel in there <laughs> somewhere, it's like, oh my god, yeah, he can't move his waist. You know, more articulation than a Hasbro. As much as we look back and love WWF yeah. Hasbros, they were pretty limited in what a lot of and them yeah. could Three, do. Usually, they had all Three. those gimmicks in them. You know, yeah. yeah. Every figure depended. Like yeah. Andre or Akeem didn't even bend at the waist yeah. or the legs. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Andre the Giant had two points of articulation. Yeah. His arm. That's it, and we still love them. Yeah, so or like a, ju- or a jumper, you know what I mean? Does the yeah. waist yeah. count? Most Hasbro's heads didn't even turn; it right. just kind of depended on the figure. But yeah, it's a fun debate to have, right? For you sure, know, you want you want modern posability and articulation, but at what cost? Right. And, it, and then the whole idea of like, especially like Super Seven Ultimates, where you've got the alternate hands and heads. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that I personally could care less about i don't care i was opening i had uh someone brought in the shop this week the super seven ultimates of anderson and gallows okay right and they were complete loose and i'm not kidding like that carl anderson figure had like 15 hands and five heads i was like, like what's who the point? needs this many hands right maybe one extra set you know punching hand and like maybe an open hand or one that could possibly a, like a hold something yeah but there's like 10 more two sweet hand i guess <laughs> trying to wow. trying to make it worth your money i guess <laughs> all I right so we've got i've got one question oh, one left one last oh, question that we yeah. got to end with right okay. it's a wrestling related question and i want to end with it because i think this question got joe a little heated when he read it this oh, is man. this is from ken from louisiana by way of texas <laughs> Ken asks, WCW toys always sucked until Goldberg came around. Their figures then got cooler, but they still had sucky ones, too. What was your favorite late-era WCW toy? Come on, So Ken, Ken, man, Ken hating on... Ken taking a dig, isn't he? <laughs> His opening line just got me heated. Yeah, he's taking shots at Galoob and San Francisco right, toys. Like, what? They weren't good till Goldberg came around. <laughs> Goldberg stinks. Yeah, they were better before Goldberg yes. came around. 
I think WCW figures peaked and galoob, honestly. Absolutely. Those were the, the, and to talk about points of articulation and then go to galoob. Right, I right. mean, this is just a statue. You know what I mean? 1990 galoob, WCW. But my so, favorite They're WCW so great. Figures. It's like you take a LJN, you shrink it down. To like what for like four inches? Yeah, yeah. And then you it, just and then you make them rock hard. Rock hard, man. <laughs> but there's just one solid post. I love the Gloobs. I liked them as a kid. I still like them now. Uh, but late era, like I said, Toy Biz had a couple good ones. I remember having a weird Kevin Nash like keychain where he was like in a wrestling ring, but it was a keychain and it like there was like a button on it where he talked. Oh, I um, remember that. And that was like they had all those keychain toys. Like they they went crazy. In like '99, with with toys, they probably did too much. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff in the shop you see. Oh, and yeah. go, this, mm-hmm. What was this? Motorcycles and stuff. As far as the figures go, I thought Mongo was a sweet figure, really easy to play with, and okay. good pose. I liked the Mongo figure. A couple others were good, but I just wonder what Goldberg figure Ken's talking about. Is he, <laughs> I, I mean, is he talking about the toy biz? That garbage? I think he's talking about like how bad like San Francisco toys figures were, and the Galoops yeah. not. Well, that and first then, Goldberg WCW figure is an old San Francisco toy makers, yeah, and he's yeah. literally half the size of he's the small. Uh, he's he, smaller. Than he's everybody. as small as Rey Mysterio. So yeah, he's tiny. Like Dude, Mr. Perfect towers over Goldberg. If you stick that Goldberg next to Kevin Nash, yeah. it looks like Kevin Nash has a bald six-year-old right. son. Like, like it's just <laughs> wild. Like as, as bad as those figures are, I still love them for the nostalgia. But I mean, the vibrators are the worst. Yeah, yeah. I then that's what he's. Yeah, yeah, Goldberg. I, I think can that's definitely what he means. give him that. Goldberg changed the, but the. I think Ken should go buy some Galoobs and, uh, <laughs> you know, just, just take Ken, it leave in. A, leave Appreciate us your address. It. We're going to mail you a Z Man and let, let us know what you think about that. Ooh, great figure. No, my favorite late area WCW figure is the Vampiro. Yeah, that Vampiro's one was sweet. Great. With that the real dreads. One. Yeah. Lots yeah. of playability. Very reminiscent of the TNA figure you mentioned yeah. that came out a few years later. And the fact that he had those dreads, man, you know, you could yeah. have him, you could have him do a kick in the ring and then flip his head back like the hair was flying in mm-hmm. the air. It was awesome. Vampiro was a sweet figure. Could sell a punch like no other with that hair flip. Great figure. Great hair flip. Yeah. But with that being said, mm-hmm. we've got through them all, guys. All right. We did. That was Q and A number four. And again, listeners, we appreciate you. We thank you for the questions. We'll do another Q and A in the near future. But as we alluded to earlier, next week is a big week for the first time ever. The Time Blaster Toy Cast, we're going to talk about one of Joe's favorites. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Bum, bum, oh, baby. Bum, Galaxy bum, far, far bum, away. It's <laughs> May bum, the 4th next week. Bum, yeah. So Star Wars is coming. And I've got some stories to tell. I was yeah, buying Star Wars when I was like four years old. Yeah. Back in the day. There you go, man. We definitely got some stories to tell. People have been waiting for Star Wars. You're about to get it. Next week. Welcome to the Toy Cast. Toy Cast. Cue up the super soakers for the time blast. Time blast. Make your tail spin from the launch pad. Launch pad. It's the time blast. Time blast. Of the toy cast. Toy we cast. know the facts well, straight out the half shell. Bringing that TGRI in the landfill. Yeah. Three Caballeros on the move, no duck bill. Cause they're the right brothers to take flight. It's so real. real. Every time last guaranteed to cover that. Uh. Be kind of rewind like blockbuster back. Yeah. Got reviews, have you looking for the red flag? And bigger noses than Mark Summers on the show hat, so get your notepad, we talking about collectibles, Collectible. you're to the seal, know the value is exceptional, uh, as it can be from TV to the VHS, yeah. Power Rangers, Star Wars, yeah. He-Man, playsets, yeah. Transformers, G.I. Yeah. Joe with Deathstroke, yeah. like Bryce with the glow, power from Nintendo. Nintendo, so many toys you will never know, never know. welcome to Toy Cast. here we go.